Love it, love it, love it. Good morning. How are we doing, New City Church? Happy Mother's Day for our third and final installment of the day. All right, here's what's going to happen. Um, I'm going to not teach very long at all. And everybody said, what? There's <laughs> my feelings, man. Um, uh, so I'm going to teach for a little bit. Um, then we're going to have Pastor Pete's going to do some interviews for moms, which is going to be awesome. And the first two services were fantastic. Great teaching, great wisdom from uh, from wonderful, wonderful women God created. And uh, but want to do something first. I'm gonna uh, I want to tell a story before we do our offering. I want to tie it into the video we just saw when you talk about me. You like my cup, by the way. Everybody's staring at it. It's got a little rocket ship on it. Um, these are out at the coffee bar, by the way. So, um, but I wanna I wanna the video that you showed ties into uh, something I did at Edgerton Elementary which ties on Friday, which ties into our offering today. So it's kind of a neat connection. One, one of the things that, uh, that we're involved with is the Send Network and uh, North American Mission Board, and we do all kinds of things all over the, war- all over the world, locally, regionally, um, and, and, and across the globe. So one of the, uh, as far as being part of the Send Network, we're part of that. As you guys know, it's, it's North American Mission Board. It's what our plant, church planting organization is, and we do all the kind of stuff. And so J.D. Greer uh, is, uh, is like one of the heads of the organization that we belong to and that we're associated with. And one of the things that he says is, like, it's overwhelming to be thinking about, i got to reach everybody, or i got to, how do, how, do I, how do I get to the, the lost, and how do I reach them? How do we make disciples like that? And, and I love what J.D. Greer is talking about here. He said, it's just who's your one, right? Start with one person, right? Start with the next person that, that you want to reach for the Lord. And, and don't overwhelm yourself with all these kind of stuff because you never know that one person can turn into thousands just by reaching one person. And everybody said, amen, right? And so we go all over the world doing these things. Like we, we have we have missionaries that go and all that kind of stuff. So I was on Friday. I was with Edgerton Elementary for just about all day, and it was fantastic. It was wonderful. But they asked me. One of the teachers came and said, "Could you like talk to us about what you do as a pastor?" They had career day, so there was like policemen and scientists come in and all this stuff. Some guy was giving out pancakes, and and I had to follow that. Like where are pancakes? Like dude, where are mine? I don't know, you know. So. So, so, so I was talking to them about all the different things that we do, and I said, I belong to uh, an organization that sends people all over the world. And I said, where do you think we send people? And they were like, Oklahoma? I said, yes, we send people to Oklahoma. We sure do. I mean, it was like this, they're thinking, Texas? I got, I got my, and then they go, my uncle is in Texas. And, blah, blah, you know, that kind of thing. and then we had to corral them a little bit, you know. But then they started going, California. Oh. <gasps> Mexico, yeah, we got what? You know, so yeah, we do all kinds of things, and and then then it got to like China and Antarctica, and what about Mars? Do you go to Mars? And not yet, not yet, not not quite. And so that's kind of how that all started. And then I asked them, I said, "What do you think we do when we go out?" And they said, "You teach people about God." I said, "Absolutely, we sure do." I said, "What else do you think we do?" And they didn't know. And I said, "You know, you ever see somebody who's hungry?" So you know what we do? We feed them. You do? Yeah. We go all over the world and do that. We teach people about God. We feed them. And you ever you ever see somebody, have you ever, who knows what a tsunami is? 
And, and, and some more Google. I do, but why do they spell it with a T? I don't know. <laughs> I got I got no answer. Some yeah, somebody who decided to uh, to to spell it wrong um, got the got uh, must have paid somebody to do that. I have no idea. I didn't tell them that. Um, but that's how you spell it. And I don't know either. And so, but you know, if you if you remember, you know, in Thailand and in Japan and all those kind of places we've gone, there there are people and uh, that I work with that have gone out to places like Japan and helped out and those kinds of things. We feed people. You know what else we do? We do things like teach people how to read. And we teach people like basic skills about how to live and how to live right, right? And so we did that and I started talking and there was a little kid that raised her hand and she said, is that why you guys pass the plate around? So that we can help people all over the world and get money to do that? I said, that's exactly why we do that. Is that not amazing? Like this kid just got it. This kid just figured it out. And no, you know, no, no, no question about hey, what do you do? That how does it spend? What's the percentage? It's just like oh, that's why we take a collection plate. Didn't even have to talk about money or anything like that. So I wanted to share that with you guys that children just get it right. Like it just is amazing. Uh, we okay back there? We all right? We got yeah. We may need some help. All right, cool. Um, so what I want to do is I want to uh, pray over the offering with that in mind, and then teach for just a few minutes and let Pastor Pete come up and interview some mommies. So, Father, we're leading with, uh, with your money that you let us have. And so, God, we thank you for that. But, but may you bless this, may you multiply this, and may you use this all over the world to reach your people, to feed your people, to teach your people, to, to help them understand who you are so that they can walk a little bit closer to you because of what we give today. We ask these things in your son's amazing and incredible name. Everybody in the house said, amen. So as we're passing that around, here's what I want to do. If you guys were reading in your Believe group, your Believe books, that kind of thing this week, we're talking about spiritual gifts. And spiritual gifts are one of those things that create all kinds of confusion about what they are. I want you to understand something before I start. These are gifts, right? Not just qualities and not just characteristics. These are gifts from God. And there are all kinds of things that there are all kinds of places that talk about spiritual gifts. First Corinthians twelve talks about them. Got some stuff in Romans as well. I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna concentrate on Ephesians four today. Now understand too that I get, and I think I might have had somebody walk out of the first service when I started talking about this, but I get that we there's a confusion about spiritual gifts, and I want to want to just take something away, and 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 talk through things biblically. I like to speak about what Scripture actually says, not what a denomination or a tradition of man actually like, talks about or, tra- or or trains people on. If it if it coincides with Scripture, I'm cool. But here's the thing: whenever I talk about spiritual gifts, somebody always comes to me and says, "You know, if you're saved." You're supposed to have this blank gift, right? And they're usually usually going to talk about the gift of tongues. Now, there's nothing wrong with the gift of tongues, but over and over in Scripture, when when these things are written to the churches, it's God has given some to this. And even Paul writes, "Did all get these things?" And did all? Of course not. But we're one body with many functions. So I want us to be thinking about that when it comes to gifts. I go by Scripture. I, I had a lady one time, man, pull me aside, berate me in front of people saying, how dare you teach that? And I said, hey, I might be wrong. 
Let's go look at what Scripture says. And her response was, well, I don't really know if it's in there. This is just what I was taught. And I said, let's actually go into it. And I was able to help her scripturally see what it actually says. So let's go into the Scriptures. This is Paul writing to the church in Ephesus a couple thousand years ago or so. And he's talking about unity, and he's talking about everybody having a part in the Bible, in the body of believers. And everybody... Everybody does. So let's say, so in Ephesians 4, 1 through 16, I want to share with you guys a couple of quick things. So read along with me. And then I've got to, got to kind of to help. Some people are very visual. So I want to draw a quick graphic on this. And so here's Paul saying, Therefore, I, the prisoner for the Lord, he was in prison at the time, urge you, and he's begging us, right, to walk worthy of the calling you have received. With all humility and gentleness, with patience, accepting one another in love. Hold on before we go to the next. I want us to be thinking about that he's setting this up, that I want you guys to be thinking in these terms with humility, right, and gentleness, with an acceptance of one another in love. Because a lot of times we'll have gifts and we'll think those gifts that we have are the only ones that are really important. I'll give you an example. A lot of times people will say things like, well, uh, if you have a gift of, say, 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 taking care of people or shepherding, you're like, man, we got to go feed the homeless and we got to go do this. And that's all we need to do. If you're having a, having a, a gift of evangelism and you want you, like, you want to reach the lost, you'll say things like, man, all, if you're not careful and don't see yourself as, as important as a part of the rest of the body, you'll say things like, man, all we got to do is go reach, reach the lost, Right. If you're prophetically driven, and I'm going to share with you what these things are, I just want to help us understand before we get in. If you're kind of gifted as in prophetic, like prophetically, you, you can tend to say, all we need to do is worship till 1 o'clock in the morning, face down, prostrate before the Lord, right? Uh, like, and if you're a teacher or something like that, a lot of times, and I, and I, and I can pick on teachers because I am one, right? And, and yeah, I like to pick on teachers because teachers are almost the worst because we will tend to say, all you need to do is teach the word of God, right? And so we'll teach for 27 minutes or so unless the preacher goes long. And then we'll get off and think we've done something we ain't done jack, right? So apostles and things like that will be kind of the sent ones. And if we don't see ourselves as part of the body, if we don't see ourselves as necessary but equal with other giftings, then the, the church is going to have a tough time growing and the church is going to have a tough time being unified and maturing. So I'm going to share that with you here in just a second. Scripturally, why I say that. Diligently keeping the, say that with me, unity of the Spirit with the peace that binds us. Verse 4, there is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope, at your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Does this? What's what's the theme here? He's talking about one, right, right, exactly, right. Just scriptures. A lot of times, it's not all that complicated. In fact, most of the time, it's really not. It says what it says. Doing it is hard, but it says what it says. One God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. Next verse. Now grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of the Messiah's what? Gift. This is a gift for us. Verse 8. For it says, when he ascended on high, and this is talking about the, the, uh, the, the, 
going to heaven. He took prisoners into captivity. This literally means he led the captives. He gave what? Gifts to the people. These things are gifts. Verse 9. But what does he ascended mean except that he de- descended to the lower parts of the earth? And some people think, well, does that mean Jesus went to hell? What this language is talking about, he came from heaven and he made his dwelling among us. He came to the lower parts of the of the earth. This literally means the dirt he walked on. Verse 10. The one who de- descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things and he personally this is a personal gift from jesus gave some to be apostles and we talked about that some prophets some evangelists some pastors and teachers for here's the and i love this because it actually tells us why we're given those gifts For the training of the saints in the work of ministry to build up the body of Christ until we all reach, what's that word? Unity in the faith and the knowledge of God's Son growing into a mature man with the stature measured by Christ's fullness. Meaning that these gifts are to be used in the church together, submitting to one another in love, which unifies us and grows us into maturity, the maturity is measured by Christ himself. Verse 14. Then we will no longer be little children tossed by the waves and blown around by every wind of teaching, by human cunning, with cleverness, in the techniques of deceit. If we're not careful, we'll be deceived very quickly. Verse 15. But speaking the truth in love, let us grow in every way into him who is the head Christ. From him, the whole body, fitted and knit together by every supporting ligament, promoting the, promotes the growth of the body for building up itself in love and the proper working of each individual part. This says nothing but we are all in this together. We have different gifts. We all have parts of these gifts because Jesus had these all fully, but we are more prominent in some of these some of these giftings. And so if some of those things describe you, you know, like if you've ever been part of a, a church or anything like that, where it's, where you just like, man, I just wish I could could go and help people or I wish I could go in and evangelize, but that's not what they're about. They're either all about teaching and things like that. Guys, I want us to be thinking, like for us, we gotta, gotta have all these gifts that are available to each and every one. So let me draw you a quick, quick graphic here, all right? And so I don't know if you can see this or not. I'm not going to ask you if you can read it because I'm, that would be silly. My question will be, can you actually see it? Can everybody see that? It says maturity and unity, right? And so for us, when we start thinking about being on mission, we start thinking about having a church, we start thinking about doing things God calls us to do, the scripture, go back to verse 11 if we could, the scripture talks about the what we call the apes, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor or shepherd, and teachers. We call it shepherd because apept doesn't sound right. So, um, just kidding. Hey, I'll laugh if nobody else does. All right, so here's what we got. 
And these are in order for a reason. The apostles are the ones that are just sent by God. They're the ones that, that, that hear clearly from God, this is where we need to go. And if we're not careful, apostles can go in all kinds of different directions and every new idea is a good idea and we've got to go do this, which is why we need the prophets in the house that can actually hear from God, speak some truth in our lives. And if apostles and the prophets do not get along or somehow think that their gifting is more important than the other one, there's going to be a problem because prophets can help the apostles avoid landmines that we don't a lot of times see. Those are the guys that hear praying. But it, sometimes it's, it's a, if they don't get along and submit to one another in love, apostles, let's go. And prophets go, hold on, time out, let's pray. And they get frustrated with each other because one's wanting to go, one's wanting to stop and pray, and they're both necessary. But when you have those two together, then you, get the, you basically get sent by God. You get the approval of the green light from the prophets. Then you can send the evangelists out and the evangelists go and they promote and they share and they they tell people how great it people respond it's a gift right a lot of people think man i wish i could talk to different people about god and those kind of things wish they would respond well some of these things everybody can do that but this some people are just really gifted at that they they just had to have a way of being able to express things but if we're not careful we can all think we got all we got to do is go evangelize and save souls it's so much bigger than just sharing the gospel. people. Cause, and I know that's the sexy thing that everybody, all you got to do is just share the gospel. But it's not true because God says there are sent people, there are prophets, and then there are evangelists in, in order. Evangelists, when done right, they will be sent out and they will gather people. When that happens, the shepherds can take over, right? The shepherds can take over in that. Like they, the shepherds are the ones that take care of the needs. The shepherds are the ones that says, hey, they get, they, they get energy from taking care of other people. When those things are happening, that's when it is proper and biblical to start teaching. And before we have Pete and the moms come up, here's what I want to tell you. You think about how Jesus fed the 5,000. You think about all those things, this is what happened. Jesus was sent. Jesus heard and got green light from the Father. People got, I mean, 4,000, 5,000 people came and, and they sat in front of Jesus. And rather than Jesus going, okay, now it's time to teach the Word of God, he said, people have nothing to eat. See this pattern, how it happens like that? This is amazing. And he fed them, then he taught them. The word, which is him. So if Jesus does this, we're going to do this too. And we're going to build our church, his church, that way, everybody said. Amen. Now, moms, a lot of times bringing up, and you'll hear some of this here in a second, bringing up children have to have all these gifts as they bring up. They'll be like, kids, this is where we got to go. Kids, this is what God wants us to do. Kids, this is going to be great. Kids, let me take care of you, and kids, let me teach you this. 